I really don't understand how people make more money than I, because I be basically leaving the most bolded, highlighted notes in a file. And even my 11-year-old daughter was like, what does he mean? What do you want with this? It's right there. Your coworkers are morons. And I'm like, yeah, I know. You're listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because a nigga bless. Welcome back to Black Oak Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of Netflix's The Umbrella Academy, Season 2, Episode 7, Olga for Olga. This episode was written by Nikki Shiflebin, directed by Ellen Kuras. I gave this episode a 7.8 out of 10. I believe that was up from last week. I don't recall what my score was for episode six, but I feel like I like this one just a smidge better. There were a few things that were not particularly of any interest, but it seems as if the plot is moving forward and the family continues to be a stumble in its own way, its own path. However, I think in this case, there were a few outside handler interferences that made some of the family members not able to make that deadline. That it happened to be the most, uh, I should say, what do you want to call them? The outsider family members, basically the brown black people and the, (laughs) well, well, I guess we're going to count Klaus as a white guy. Just going to say it. (laughs) all of the caucasians made it to the alley and we are we are giving ellen page a a car to the barbecue because we down with lgbt and whatever ever alphabet letter there is don't be like i'm rude y'all know i'm there for you but shit don't don't fuck with me if i don't get all the shit together i gotta learn a lot of stuff in a short period of time and don't act like you know everything about me either okay stop it you didn't know black wall street was the thing we're learning (laughs) but um before we do jump into the recap of this episode i did want to address a very sad news. I'm sure many have already heard that Chaz ba- Chad Ballsman has passed away after a four-year battle with colon cancer. And of course, my sister and I, the first thing we kept saying, we didn't even know he was sick. He didn't look sick at all. I know that's a dumb thing to say, but it is what people say when things are shocking. You try to connect the the dots. Where did I not know this information especially when you hear something like we didn't know that he was going through cancer at least i i didn't i hadn't heard anything about that and of course that would be private and i think that makes a whole lot of sense but it's it was devastating news i i am not one to usually cry when i hear about a celebrity passing because there are not many people that i feel have that impression in my life where I might be like, oh, that's really sad to hear, but it's not like hits me personally. But in this case, it really did as, you know, Chad was a good soul. You can look at him on the screen and see that he was just a good person. He felt he embodied 
what it was to be an african king that's why he was so beloved as t'challa in his role in black panther but not only that that role in particular gave so many young black and brown kids someone in which to model after to finally dress up with you know i don't have to i get you know they did the the black spider-man but it's still spider-man and and you know under the hood and for for black panther you know it was us under that hood it was black and brown and and we could take pride in that and he was the embodiment of that pride and and it really does feel as if in an odd way we lost royalty we thought we lost a a future um in which we could continue to see his work displayed so elegantly and it really is sad so i did want to take a few moments to acknowledge that and say that he will definitely be missed this is for my homie this is for my homies well In more tragic news, Donald Trump is still alive. This motherfucker never has a mask on and the Rona has not caught him. What the fuck? That's when sometimes I'm like, Karma, I don't understand how you work. I know you're real. I've witnessed too many times to see you do your thing, but Wody. The world is not a fair place because this motherfucker is still breathing. What? Don't judge me. (laughs) Say how I feel. In this moment, the fact that we heard the tragic news of one passing of a great man and the other one that should just be buried beneath something, particularly drawn and quartered beforehand. But that's because I believe a lot of things that is said about this disgusting human being that resides in a place in which is no longer holy in as far as i can tell the united states history so yeah i'm gonna be a little bitter and mad about it and say it i i am entitled to my feelings as much as every racist person is entitled to spew their disgusting bullshit i'm going to be entitled to say i wish other people would catch the clap and die moving on to this episode we start with five in 1982 he goes to the address the handler gave him where there also seems to be a polka convention there's a line that comes up in this scene that makes me feel it's important some say the best luck is to die at the right time what does that mean i do not know but i do feel as if it has some relevance five asked this lady for some change in her purse which is basically a fanny pack and she had such change for him to buy himself a fudge nutter i feel like there's something significant here but i cannot figure it out but the nutter butter is stuck and this causes i mean one it's stuck stuck like he's shaking it and it's still not coming free so then he starts cursing the vending machine out and whooping his ass i'm gonna get that son of a bitch I ain't mad I had this reaction before and when it's busted he decides fine this cake will do and licks the side of said cake with his finger so he apparently needs sugar before he kills 
or is this his 13 year old body becoming diabetic i don't know <laughs> someone clarify he grabs an axe and i'm really surprised all this uh shaking of said vending machine did not catch anyone's attention including the people in this room because it seems like it's an open door kind of thing but he goes into the midwest soybean committee aka commission board of uh headquarters i don't know (laughs) and proceeds to murder everyone The change lady comes out of absolutely no- nowhere and um, tackles five just as he's about to kill, or it looks like he's about to kill AJ. But he tells her, I don't want to hurt you. And she's like, I ain't scared you, little shit, because you broke the machine. And I'm like, girl, you need to take a look around the room and see he has massacred folks. And he knocks her the hell out. Five then kills aj or at least he knocks him out of his fishbowl and i don't know i guess for some reason handler just wants to gloat about the fact that she has taken his position but i feel and i'm gonna say it now it's really dumb for her to keep him around because she says even her, her speech to the commission should any board member still be around then they would you know take back over i I don't know some of this feels a little concocted to draw out the story a little further and i think that's what i'm feeling this middle part of the season as if we're kind of passing time whereas it's a good thing we had more time before the apocalypse because it felt like five days was a whole bunch or three days was it last season or a very short period of things to actually have uh developed however it does feel sluggish in the pace of it and thus i am finding myself disconnected from some of these arcs then after he is done <laughs> we have two swedish girls come out and they're like oh i don't know what's going on but i sure don't want to find out five also does not accept any type of negotiation with aj saying i'm not doing this for money klaus and ben are side-eyeing each other across the room ben is waiting for him to fall asleep so he can take over his body klaus is like i can stay up for hours and he's like yeah but that's when you were hi apparently he's back to being sober but klaus says i hate your face and ben says i hate all of you (laughs) or maybe it's the other way around uh i did laugh as he kept trying to fall asleep and ben kept creepily coming closer with that very calm smile when he said ben uh i have been on the other receiving end of (laughs) family members using my name like that like elena why (laughs) it's a very relatable scene 
Ben tells him that the feeling that Klaus is feeling about the fact that his love of his life is about to die even though he is already dead and there's nothing he can do about it is called powerlessness and it is what Ben goes through every day watching Klaus make the same mistakes over and over again there is about at least six over agains that I did not need and for a moment Klaus does seem genuinely sorry like oh this is what you mean this does indeed suck (laughs) and Ben says well if you're really sorry let me possess your body because he wants to talk to Jill Klaus is like I don't know who Jill is because I'll hardly listen to you but fine I will allow you to possess my body but there needs to be some ground rules back to the farm storyline is convoluted in a way that is trying to make a statement for 2019 or 20 that doesn't quite line up with the situation in which we're presented in 1960 because let's keep it a hundred Vanya is the homewrecker in this situation <laughs> Carl has every right to feel and say the things in which he does this entire episode he is not wrong this is like i don't know why the show thought maybe because it's be be well i feel as if they're trying to say sissy is in a relationship but she never really knew her sexuality and now that she's met vanya she knows her true sexuality but i'm not sure if that's valid they haven't presented that to me it seemed as if she enjoyed sex with her husband she married her husband there may have been a time where she was in love with her husband so in in both respects both women because we also had vanya all up in love with leonard peabody despite no reason to be in love with leonard peabody that was a dick so in my mind and i'm sorry again not being insensitive both of these women are at the the most bisexual um so there were a few lines that they even had carl say where i guess i could fall in line with what he's saying even though they're trying to make it seem as if it's a more of the fact that they are women attracted to each other versus they are sexually fluent with men and women am i following correctly there so this whole scene where i took in a border (laughs) right and i allowed her to stay in my house i fed her food two months free rent never asked her for anything uh i put out ads in the paper for her i seem to have a genuine feeling but hey i have my life you're you're someone i invited into my home and for my troubles you and my wife got close which is fine that happens but the way in which they are even trying like vine is trying to get her to go there is a child involved in here and there is nothing to be seen at this point that says that carl does not deserve to have access to his son so running off ain't the right way either and i get oh it's the 1960s that's gonna be a situation 
but it, I, I don't know what the right answer is but you're not making it easier and you're not doing it smart at all <laughs> um so this is the storyline that i really don't like as much because it's trying to do something that it's falling short of and carl is being polite to his wife he's saying you know she says you want a beer he's like no thank you ma'am no ma'am uh i actually want vanya to come out with me uh i'm gonna get a ride home and she's like oh okay she turns on the radio he turns off the radio she's also all types of dolled up like clearly the sex glow is all over her and he know he didn't put it there she wants vanya to go to the appointment with her and harlan because harlan likes her there but he says no she's coming with me ray gets a call from miles that rfk i loved rfk much more than jfk i'm just putting that out there right now he was a much better individual wants to sit down with them because everything they did actually uh caused for reform or at least a conversation and that the movement is progressing but she claims she is sick and wants to stay home tells him that she loves him because soon he gonna be dead (laughs) as she's watching him leave the house i i mean allison is also there are a few people that are acting real real uh, i can see why a five like five would need to get his belt out (laughs) some people need a little bit of some discipline five is picking at the blood in his fingernails which is an interesting uh little insight into his mind because he's trying to wash the blood off of him but he does make no effort up until he gets to elliot's to do so i think there's something to be said about that but the handler shows up he he don't like her but he will work with her he also this is when we learn he didn't kill aj he just has him in the bag hands him over and handler hands him a briefcase tells him hey you've got 90 minutes to get to this new timeline everything will go back to normal now there is also no reason to trust the handler and this new timeline would have done what it did however i think she set him up either way i don't know why it was necessary to show her take out a napkin do the whole spit thing and have like there's nothing but a shower gonna get all that blood off of him why are you even making an effort and then secondly why is she always trying to physically be in his space or invading his i don't know what weird kind of thing they are trying to make the handler be but i hope she dies at the end of the season because i'm so tired of her as a villain i I could use someone else kate walsh just is not and has not done it for me in this particular role It, it just every time it just comes off as creepy and kind of pedophilic (laughs) but he does say i am done with the killing i think i i I have done enough of it and she says oh you think i really believe that because she also mentions that he should be more hyper after he has killed someone i'm sure there's a story behind this but i will wait for the show to tell me i don't know what it is in the comics and I'm not going to go read it until the show doesn't tell me. 
if the show for some reason is canceled in season three which i don't think it will be so i will not spoil myself on that and figure out what is the story behind this because there has to be one and she says well he says that he did it for his family and to save the world and she says sure go ahead and think that luther and diego cover up elliot's body saying he was a good man he didn't deserve this diego think it's the feds but luther's like come on man be smarter than that the feds will take you in for crust questioning even torture possibly but not like this never like this <laughs> this is the work of some crazy loco folks diego reads on the floor el faroga and thinks it's a name and luther goes along with it and since they only have so few brain cells between them decide to look into the phone book and find the woman's name and then diego's like called a bitch <laughs> uh they start making threats to her life that she gonna be dead by the night you take one of ours we're gonna take one of yours the five tells them it means eye for an eye the swedes killed elliot and they are like oh my bad sorry wrong number (laughs) they both notice that five is drenched in blood and luther's like what did you do because i know what diego ain't really figured all the way out yet is that you are a stone cold killer (laughs) and he says i have figured out a way for us to get home at commission headquarters via speakerphone with lila watching the handler announces that the board members have been assassinated and investigation is underway she definitely gonna blame five on this which is the truth (laughs) just that she gonna not mention her version and that she is now effectively in charge five changes into relatively the same outfit i will give them that the similarity is there if it's not the same and luther and diego do as well they decide to get up and they all black and i ain't mad at it because when uh when my man's diego showed up in that black coat though someone else must have been working makeup on this day because even the hair piece looked better i was like oh there's the diego i know that's my baby five tells them that they have 77 minutes to do this thing but diego wonders what about dad what about jfk because for some reason again he's kind of like klaus in some ways you're trying to stop events that already happened these people are already dead why are we trying to mess with history when it has already occurred and he also wants to talk to lila five tells him look my mans she played you she's with the commission she was using you to get to me you are the oswald in this situation a fucking patsy this is interesting because it indicates to me that there is indeed a conspiracy around jfk which we all know that there is and that five himself is admitting that oswald is the patsy (laughs) that he never did in fact kill or take the shot that killed jfk this is a long 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 conspiracy theory that has been out there i have unfortunately went down the rabbit hole myself because i need to see evidence on both sides and i can conclusively say we will never know (laughs) 
saying there's strong evidence that Oswald worked alone, but there's also a lot of strong evidence that shit was going down uh, under the JFK regime that a lot of people were not okay with, but it did involve a lot of shit that the RFK was doing with the damn mob. There was just a lot of coincidental shit happening around that assassination. So it could have just been a perfect storm of events. But I I think le- trying to really think you're going to solve the puzzle, you're not. You're, you're just not. Um, and to do so is just, other than to have interesting conversations and to think of more conspiracies. But again, like I said, what is this going to solve? Absolutely nothing. Uh, but Diego is not trying to follow Five's instructions. And I will say, Five sometimes can be hella damn scary because when he was across the room and he was like you ain't gonna tell me and he apparated right back up into diego's face like if you don't do this i will kill you myself now my man's diego ain't no bitch so <laughs> he stepped off real quick and he did not i mean other than the fact that he was kidnapped he would have been in that damn alley point blank period so there is something about how five keeps them in line and i think that he just takes seriously the fact that elliot just got killed because of us like we cannot say here we're going to cause nothing but terrible things there's apocalypse that we fucking cause and y'all keep forgetting that shit as well luther then putting his hand on him being like women i know right luther bad timing klaus is explaining his rules to ben the one i thought was funniest was don't cut my hair i like my look right now you is a damn fool tells him not to touch his penis well maybe the possession begins and it's nice because ben is like i can finally feel something for the first time in a long time but why is the first thing you want to do ben is see your own brother's penis i'm sure you've seen it plenty of times you don't need to look down there to see i thought that was pointless some jokes just are just like oh okay i'm a man that's not what we would do i like that can you imagine if it's a woman getting possessed the first thing oh let me look at my vagina because that's just something i really need to take a look at then he goes to what i would have went to first which is food because that is something which is incredible to feel for the first time in a long time but he chooses a very non-ripe what is that grapefruit off a tree (laughs) and it's disgusting but it's fine because he finds some dirt and he falls in this shit jill joins him and they start making snow angels in said dirt carl confronts vanya out by some cows and this whole conversation i must say i again was on the side of carl where he's like have you ever heard of hoof and mouth disease now this sounds very much like the talk in which dolores had yeah i know westworld but i heard the spiel before 
And so I know if you don't kill one, the herd gets it all and you had to slaughter all of them. He's basically like, look, I know you fucking my wife and I can't let this shit happen. So this is what's going to happen. Either I take Harlan and put him in a school or you leave and he can be home with his parents like he was before because bitch, you tripping. I'm even going to give you a damn fucking car. That's how downright solicitous I'm being at this time. I know you ain't got shit. Here's a vehicle. You, you can't stay here. You can go anywhere, but you can't stay here. And she says, and this is where the point where I thought we were mismatching because she's like, I'm not a disease. And he's like, well, you ain't natural. That's for sure. Like you're trying to make Carl the enemy here by saying these very uh discriminatory remarks. But for fuck's sake, it is 1960 and you is fucking his wife. <laughs> he is allowed to be 10 times more angry than like men back then at this point if you want to get realistic carl was nice because any other man would have straight up had that bitch beaten up in the kitchen dragged out and arrested for her sexuality and put in a damn mental ward that's the facts so if y'all want me to be mad at carl i can't be mad at carl he even says pack your shit before i get home like I'm gonna stay I'm gonna get my own way home I'm not even gonna do this shit in the door around Harlan and the family I just need you gone that's that's all we that's all that it comes down to Allison really out here shopping like the end of the world ain't happening in six days why you have groceries ma'am why luther is in the house because now that he got a black turtleneck on he can be a stealthy motherfucker and tells her hey we gotta go in like 42 minutes because we found a way out seven episodes in and allison finally recalls and mentions that she has a damn daughter and honestly this is a plot disservice that i am not forgiving because it's it's not okay especially as she kept saying all first season if you knew you would give up everything for her that does not seem to be the case and i i'm playing devil's advocate in this scene luther is really the mvp of pep talks this season (laughs) and i can see he's one of the characters i really truly see growing because he is super super understanding she wonders if she can see claire tonight he says oh i'm not really certain this is our best chance our best opportunity but nothing is a hundred percent and she says well i'm tired of losing people which that's understandable even though pick your daughter and the possibility of seeing her over ray who you do for three years and your daughter that you gave birth to that is not a competition in the slightest but being nicer and empathetic i realize she doesn't want to be displaced once again so it's scary to not only lose your daughter that you thought you'd never get back but then you finally move past that pain three years and then you find someone else in which you could have that family once again but now you have to put that aside and leave and he tells her look we unfortunately are special we have powers we were never meant to have this thing called a normal life and we have to accept that that's just the way it is but that is the most honorable thing about our family is that we are we are willing to sacrifice everything to save everything and she's like that's pretty much (laughs) 
like that doesn't sound great and he's like well that's basically hope we're giving hope to people that uh basically things can change for the better they are trying to be the heroes and you know i say luther you are becoming all of our heroes i'm really proud of you she understands the truth of this and they hug but just then ray comes home and luther is respectful putting distance between himself to allow them to have a moment he actually leaves so that they can have their moment ben is in klaus's body and he is macking on jill talking about let me smell your hair you be always talking to your turnips and singing to them you be playing you always play with her your earlobe i'll be watching you from a while your smiling style <laughs> see if i can be with you for the night i i know i got them freaking words messed up but whatever <laughs> he um then says that or she what was it she says she's different that he is a dork but it's cute and she likes it and i will say that the actor did do a good job portraying ben's mannerisms and then she says you want to do it and he's like do what have sex so ben's like you don't understand i'm not me i'm someone else and I'm also a virgin. And she's like, what you talk about? You, me, and Keech had sex the other day on the swing. <laughs> and Ben's like, you are so nasty, Klaus. And she started jumping on him like, well, uh, I said we go for round two. And then Diego shows up. Handler has AJ in a fishbowl. And Lila is so over her planning her new regime already. She does get lila back on her side by making her head of security and lila says well i want to do this my way and handler's like of course dear making it clear she is not going to give her any independence ben tells diego it's him not klaus and said body and he says well why would i believe that you are high and he's like well tell me or ask me something only ben would know and they talk about (laughs) allison's teddy bear what they programmed it to say and it said luther sniffs dad's underwear (laughs) and then diego's reaction was priceless i loved it diego tells him to stay in klaus's body because someone responsible needs to be behind the wheel and to get to the alley in 30 minutes because he also needs to do something before they leave this timeline but klaus is trying to get out five and vanya pass each other on the road and this was a scene was it not vanya tells him she's taking sissy and harlan to the new timeline because they can't stay in the relationship that they're in he's like girl you crazy she's like it's a mother and a child they're insignificant to the timeline and he says everyone is significant and that is so true anyone knows anything about like fucking watch dark okay fine yeah we should sit you down with some netflix and some popcorn and have you watch dark and see how shit just goes really wrong when you start fucking with the timeline but 
she also keeps forgetting the fact that they're bringing doomsday in this timeline she's he's like they're gonna die anyway if we don't leave <laughs> it doesn't make sense and the fact that he has to keep presenting this argument for them to comprehend i really don't get then vanya says well why do you get to decide because this is all your fault anyway then he says bitch i didn't blow up the moon oh no he didn't and the old vanya started to come back out in this scene as she started to stop her foot and lose her damn temper and he says don't test me right now and vanya's like bitch i hope the fuck you do you'll be a dead son of a bitch i tell you that and she starts accessing her powers but fucking five ain't backing down being like uh excuse me ma'am I'm the one that has the mass body count. When they both were staring at each other with activating their powers like that, I was sitting like right in the middle with my popcorn looking back and forth between them like, okay, okay, what's about to happen here? what's about to happen here <laughs> but then she backs down and says well i'm at least saying goodbye but i'll be there and five's just like i love how people are telling me i'm like two nine years old i'm 11 so shut the fuck up it's time to skate but i don't know where the fuck i'm headed up or down right and left right foot death i see my definitely the standout scene of this episode lila finds diego as he is burying elliot thank you thank you diego and apparently black turtleneck in this episode was the trend and she's like well i like you and i didn't really tell you everything that was a lie and you know they have a eulogy to elliot as she pours out some she takes a drink diego does so as well but then he loses consciousness and says balls and she spits it out letting us know that she spiked it you couldn't at least let him finish burying elliot though allison asks ray to come with him and he says you want me to leave dallas the movement and i'm like boot dude he's talking like you act like he was not 50 60 fucking years dallas in the movement you mean you want me to transport in time kind of shit don't talk about the dallas in the movement they apparently got 23 minutes and how close is elliot's alley because they really hitting it to to the wire and ray says look boo i love you but i don't want to leave and she says i can rumor you to forget me he says i don't want to forget us then the swedes show up and catch her in the throat vanya gets back to the farm and like sissy this is it we gotta leave and she once again goes back to i need to think about this oh i don't like sissy either but they finally get their shit together i should start singing that song back back forth and forth back back forth and forth because that's all y'all do klaus then leaves kichi in charge of the cult <laughs> the destiny's children <laughs> and quote some backstreet boys to him and i will say the transition of backstreet's back the song debuting with the swedes walking in 
especially with that one uh, sweet casually still displaying the vacuum uh, cleaner was hysterical Ray stands there entirely too damn long before defending his woman because she has to crawl before he makes a move then he gets his ass beat Allison stabs a Swede in the eye with a part of the vacuum cleaner and he had to go take a I mean he acted like Peter Griffin after he fell down come on you're an assassin why did that i gets the eye but damn even the governor still had more in him after michonne stabbed that eye and it's fucking he, she took old blade that shit was plastic <laughs> but then so fucked up shit happens as she rumors the one brother the main sweet to kill his brother and that was that was sad but then i had an issue with the clunkiness of the scene after the fact because okay why the fuck is ray and allison still there they're still in a threat get the fuck out of the house i understand yes now i'm full control of my power and i can just tell you to do whatever like kill yourself and then the swede just ran out of the house but it still felt just odd and then he's like well what do we do now what do you mean what do you do call the fucking police i don't know i <laughs> she looks at the clock like well it's too late now to uh to leave the timeline um five and luther in the alley and they're increasingly getting upset by the fact that no one else is there klaus exercises ben out of his body but luther's like how the hell did you show up on time but nobody else ain't here diego has been kidnapped and introduced to the handler as her or as her boyfriend by lila and he starts to very quickly put the pieces together on where he is who this bitch is and what is happening or what has happened to him and then the suitcase explodes because they missed their opportunity and everyone is still flipping out in the alley like how the hell did they screw this up then we have another scene in which uh i thought it was clunky once again as stadies have cut off the road to stop vanya and sissy and harlan vanya's like it's okay i don't want to hurt you then she shows her display of powers but she knocks one guy to the ground then gets the other two stadies to move back like gets them on the ground then looks back at sissy and harlan in the car but she couldn't notice the guy that seemed to have uh, she would have seen him that hit her with the butt of the gun i just maybe he was in her blind spot sure but it, it it all felt wrong i thought it was weak how they caught her because honestly she could have killed all three of them in an instant <laughs> and this again is contrived so that she's captured and probably she's gonna get her memories back and yada 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 but i can feel the pieces being moved and i don't like that so that is the end of our episode like i said not the worst 
uh i still like this season a lot better than the first season hands down already but uh i will say five is what i enjoy most about these episodes as well as ben for the five seconds that we did get actual ben with the storyline which is very short but maybe we'll get some more in the future so that's enough of what i thought let's get into what others did in this week's feedback First up is Miss Shy, who says, Hey, Christina, I'm back with my thoughts on Umbrella Academy. I'm still going to try and break it down by characters for the most part. Yeah, I like that breakdown. Five. That was a great scene of five dispatching of the board members. Badass. Seriously, oh girl, really going to bypass all those dead bodies talking about some damn vending machine. Ridiculous. For a second, I thought AJ was going to get away because of that stupid ass woman but got his man or but five got his man or fish i cracked up when those girls opened the door saw what the fuck was going on and did an about face surprise surprise there was a catch to the deal 90 fucking minutes well we all knew that was a lost cause getting this group to do anything together period is an act of congress let alone trying to do it in 90 minutes so five has an endless supply of the same suit got it at least we see him change i guess i think it's different um it looks very much the same but i do think he took one of elliot's uh shirts and one of his uh sweater vests and i think he had a different kind of i think or he might have just had this i can't remember but it does seem as if it's a slight variation vanya well that vanya slash carl scene with carl confronting her was underwhelming i thought something was about to go down but no he was or he just threatened to commit harlan oh that standoff with vanya and five was cool although vanya was acting like a brat i agree why would you leave a note you just said your husband was connected yet you give him a heads up (laughs) i know fucking sissy is so fucking stupid honestly i'm gonna leave him enough because she cares enough and that's the thing you're trying to make a person a villain but they're not the villain this man has a right to his son not being kidnapped i'm sorry (laughs) what the fuck are you gonna say yeah i'm running off with my girlfriend it was nice knowing you she continues well that certainly didn't end well she could have straight up killed them but it's nice to see her having more control of her powers ben slash klaus really klaus you knew who the fuck jail was mr free we see ben possess klaus's body so he can hook up with jail i don't know i didn't think that ben would be a version right but i guess he was young when he died when she said what about last week i died ben was like huh again klaus getting his freak on with jail and kichi his only saving grace he didn't know about ben's crush on jail at the time at least i didn't think he did or i don't think he did shit i bet you he didn't know ah ben got to have a moment with diego that was special that scene with klaus and ben fighting for control was hilarious 
Five and Luther were like, what the fuck? That's why Klaus should have told them about Ben so he don't be looking so fucking crazy at times. The vomit part was fucking gross though. Didn't need to see that. Yeah, I did not either. It was so wrong. So very, very wrong. We already saw it was like a ghost blue form. We could have just stayed with that. We didn't have to have the whole projectile vomit. And then what was Five doing in that scene? I was laughing at him because I'm like, why are you standing? Why are you looking behind you? What is behind you? And he is literally convulsing. <laughs> Luther and Diego. Poor Elliot. I'm still not happy they killed him. Uh, did Luther and Diego forget that there were Swedes looking to kill them? Yeah, they did. They did have me dying, though, trying to figure out the message the Swedes left on the floor. They were so fucking stupid. I know Five be shaking his head a lot at his siblings. Luther and Diego bonding over their issues with women. Why is Diego being extra about Lila? He knows she's shady. Why would Five lie about her working for the commission? By the way, I agree that wig on Diego is not good. Yup. And I think it's, I think it's just denial because he gets played a lot. <laughs> a lot, a lot. Allison. I love that fight scene with Allison, Ray, and the Swedes with some Backstreet Boys playing. That was fun. Allison actually brought up her daughter Claire. It only took seven episodes. I agree. Yeah, Luther was right, though. Who the hell knows what type of future they are going back to? Claire may not even exist in the new timeline. Then there was no one. Or then there was one. Allison got the one brother to kill the other. Damn. I enjoyed this episode. It was fun. It's getting down to the wire. Three episodes left. We got everyone missing out on traveling back. Vanya got knocked the fuck out. Diego kidnapped by psycho bitch. Looking forward to seeing how it ends. Until next time. Much love. Peace and black girl magic. Queen of the couch. That is Miss Shy. Unfortunately, Miss Mimi is with a clingy son right now and i feel it my daughter sometimes just bursts in my room telling me stuff about things i don't know what the fuck she's talking about and i just gotta be like oh yeah word so it'd be like that but i'm sure mimi will be back with her thoughts next week if you want to send feedback on the next episode of umbrella academy you can send that to blackrollcouch at gmail.com You can find this podcast on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever else good podcasts can be found. My social medias will be below. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and if you have time, run over to iTunes and leave a review or rate the podcast. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic.